All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Crossbow Hunters podcast. My name is Martin Schindel. I am the owner and founder of Michigan Crossbow Hunters. Um, today we have a special guest for episode two. Um, his name is James. James, tell us who you are and uh, why you're on today. Hey, Martin. How are you? Thanks. First off, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I'm glad that you could join us. Absolutely. Well, like Martin said, my name is James, James Holm. I am the operations, director of operations with Buckstick. Okay. What, uh, what exactly is Buckstick and, and how can it help our listeners? Well, Buckstick is a communication device on the three main glands that deer use every day to communicate orbital gland, the forehead gland, and the inner digital. And those are all incorporated into this buck stick, which is a mock scrape, rub, licking branch, all combined into one system. Okay. How does, how can that help hunters, um, either new hunters or veteran hunters that, uh, that have been hunting for quite a while? Well, the buck stick can put a deer directly in exactly the spot that you want it to be for the close ethical shots that archers and crossbow hunters are looking for instead of, you know, you don't necessarily want a deer to turn faced into you. You know, you position the buck stick to make them come broadside in front of your stands and your blinds. Okay. Um, how do, how, how do deer use the buck stick to communicate? Well, like I said before, the um, the glands, the three the three main glands there, the the deer will come up to the vine and the ropes that are on the buck stick and the leaves, and they'll rub in that and they'll leave their preorbital gland in there. And we we've already added some glands that come with the with the buck stick, so they're coming. Then they start to communicate with that deer, leave their own there, and then that in turn creates more communication with the rest of the herd. Other deer come to communicate with those deer as well, and it just continues on from there. Okay, so after after the deer start using it, after you've put the buck stick out, how long does it, does it usually take for the deer to start start using the buck stick? That is a fantastic question, Martin. As we know, sometimes it's as little as hours. And other times it's 48 hours, but generally it's within that 48 hour window that we have our first interaction um, before the, sometimes before the real communication begins, it takes, you know, a couple interactions sometime before they start to talk. Right. And, um, you said it's a gland based scent as opposed to urine. So how do gland based scents how are they better for scent-based communication well the the glands are first offered there permanently once they're deposited it's not like urine doesn't evaporate away or get washed away in the weather and urine isn't really necessarily a, a communication tool because they deer are constantly urinating they only deposit glands when they need to deposit them which is when they need to communicate Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So 
the owner of Buckstick, his name is Chris Strushen. How how did you get hooked up with Buckstick and, and get to know Chris? Well, the as with most everything nowadays, I, I got hooked up with Chris initially through Facebook. Um, another hunting page that I, to be real honest, can't even remember the name at this point. I found him there. He was brand new. It was 2018. And somebody pointed me out pointed him out to me. So I messaged him and he was looking for staff guys. So I said, well, if you're, are you still looking for staff guys? And he said, I am. And the rest is kind of history as it, as it were, we moved forward from there. I got a buck stick and made a couple of mistakes. Chris was easy to get a hold of and talk to on the phone and answered all my questions. And we just kind of built a relationship from there with phone calls and messages and pictures and just ideas and things like that. And just the relationship just kind of developed and grew from there. Yeah, that's basically how I got a hold of Chris was on messenger and one of those people that have never had any luck with with any kind of set prove that your product doesn't work i said how much faith do you have in your product and he says i have all the faith in the world in my product he says i'll send you one and if you can make it not work he says well we'll talk well i put it out and i think i had the first interaction with mine within in 11 hours of putting it out and I said, well, that right there, video evidence, I, I can't prove it doesn't work. And we just went from there. Right. So. And I, I actually remember the conversations with you and with Chris at that point when those things were going on. That was just not long before we all went to the ATA. Yeah, that was probably a few months before we went to the ATA. Correct. Right. The fall before, just that early fall when we all started to kind of put this thing together yep definitely so, definitely yeah so do you use the buckstick primarily during the in the fall during the rut or you know can you use it all year long no i i you personally use mine as a year-round tool i i don't bring anything in everything's out year-round there are guys that only use them during the season or during the fall but I find they're most useful if you just leave them there. If you're going to hunt over them, they should stay where you're going to hunt over them year round. It's no different than any other true aid that you use. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I leave mine out all year long as well. Um, but I also understand the other side of that, Martin, the flip side of that, where guys can't maybe leave it out. The, you know, the land, if they lease, especially or if they're on a permission, the landowners can't leave them out because it's ag land. Maybe they're in the way during, right. you know, planning, tilling, you know how it works. It's that stuff's right. Or they're, they're on, they're on public land where they can't leave anything out, you know, after the right. end of the season, True. stuff like or, that. Well, and let's be realistic. I mean, after the season's over, somebody very well could steal it on public land too. Right. Definitely. You know? and, so, and the, unfor that's the unfortunate thing of, of hunting public land is, is, there's somebody there that always wants your stuff and, right. and don't have the means to pay for it themselves, you know? Correct. But 
how long how long has the buckstick been around it's been around since 2018 as the actual buckstick that something very similar to what we have now you know is the originals right that's when chris first brought it to the market was 18 2018 17 18 is when the first ones came out and it's been kind of a progression since you know the ropes got added the vine has been added and then the vine got changed a little bit and tweaked and made better um, and so this is where we've settled for now with the buck stick it's exactly as it is okay um, tell a little bit more about the vine and the ropes. What are, what are they there for and, and how are they used by the, the deer? The ropes on the buck stick are for just straight interaction. The deer are, it, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. It's almost like they're forced to interact with these ropes and they want to interact with them and they chew them and they rub their eyes on them and their, uh, their preorbital glands. I've watched them from my blind jab that rope in the preorbital gland in the tear duct. And I watched a doe for 45 minutes one night, just jab that in her eye. It, <laughs> it was uh, just marking it all over the, you know, in the leaves. Right. So, and then the vine obviously is a, is a licking branch. You know, they'll, it's, it's a magnet to the deer. You can direct the deer as you, you know, you've heard that in the commercial, direct them. Well, you point that vine at them and they come to it every time. Right, um, right. So that's the attraction there. And then the forehead strip is designed to collect and hold the deer's scent. And also to, you know, to hold the scent that we put on it that comes with the system. Right. Um, now, do they offer only one basically quote-unquote stick or do we do they have other products yeah we have a whole system actually we um if you go on the buckstick.com on the website you'll see that we have the ultimate killing package which is everything we have in one package and then there's the rip stick which is a horizontal approach it's it's a fantastic tool um and then the rut sticks which round out the package. And we also have number four beads, uh, buck, buck beads, uh, November buck tarsal beads. And then number five, doe beads, doe and heat beads as well that run with the buck rut sticks. Both available in sprays as well. And a synthetic line, a full synthetic line of all of those how do the the beads work what what are what are the beads the, num the number four beads are a testosterone based gland based bead uh, like a gel bead that you would use in a mock scrape around the base of your buck stick obviously you'd make your mock scrape at the base of that anyway so now when it's time for the rut you drop these number four beads in there and turn it into a a rut scrape. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, now, in the outdoor industry, we've got a lot of trends happening right now, but the biggest trend right now that you and I have both seen is we're 
you know, if, if you're promoting a product, you have to have some sort of TV personality, um, for lack of a better term, representing or pushing your products. Right. Um, I'm one, I am not one for that. I think it turns your, your product into an infomercial basically, but does Buckstick have anybody of the quote unquote professional hunting, uh, representing them? At this point, we do not have any celebrity endorsements of any kind. Which, in my, in my opinion, is good because then you're not getting a, a quote-unquote paid endorsement. You're getting everything right from, from the customer um, that is actually using the product. Correct. And I, I guess, the, for lack of a better term, we're still using the grassroots approach. We're still using customer, you know, a word of mouth and that kind of thing to keep us going. Yes, we've used a, gone to a, on the national level and we have the TV commercial and we have all of that now, but we're not paying somebody to say, yes, use this stuff because I do. Right. Right. Which, like I said, it, it in turn puts your product into that whole infomercial type of, for lack of a better term, you know, class, I guess. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. And it's like watching some, some shows that I watched like on the pursuit channel, it just, it drives me nuts because they're like, I couldn't have done this without this bullet and this gun and this blah, blah, blah. And I, I put this scent on this tree because of this. And I'm like, you know what, what happened to the old school hunting where we just, we, we didn't have to say everything that sponsors us. And I hate that right. word sponsor because sponsor shows that you have money exchanging hands. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, now, obviously there are better places to place your buck stick than others. Where do you normally place your buck stick and, and why? Right. That this has been the 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 old the hardest and the longest fought battle with guys that we've had, as you know. It's been a difficult struggle to get these guys to put these right in the right spot. You mean and, to follow directions? Guys right, so guys following directions? What the heck? Yeah, you know, do guys with instructions, it's they throw them over their shoulder most of the time. We know that. But right. at, at this point, unfortunately, this is where we have to read the instructions that came with it. And if they would just I if I could say give someone the my number one thing that I do is I look for converging travel ways where two or more travel ways come together either in all at once into a big one big trail like a while something like that right. right or almost see i almost see them a lot that when i set them up i look for the ones that look when you walk up to them you would almost visualize a peace sign right they almost have that shape to them where they break into a either whether it's a food plot or an edge of a field or an orchard or wherever it might be it doesn't matter wherever you're set up you look for that situation and 
I'll look for the the two that come together at their closest point. And that's the, that's the, the point of the triangle that I put my buck stick on normally is where those two trails come together off of yeah. that. And it works for me. And if I don't get what I want right away, I'll move it one way or the other, left, right, forward, backward, between six and 12 feet. And that's it. And I'll start over. I won't put any more stuff glands on or any of that. There's no need for that. You're only moving the stick. Um, and that's the other thing guys tend to do is over gland them. Yep. They, they don't pay attention to the instructions. Again, we, they're hundred percent pure. There's no reason to think that you need more because less is more in this situation. Well, and if you, if you ever watch a deer in the wild, when they, when they are, naturally rubbing or they're naturally putting their their preorbital gland on something it's a quick rub of the face and then they're done right you know it's they're not they're not standing there yours is the exception for most times they're not standing there for 45 minutes to an hour rubbing right. on a tree you know they're there 30 seconds a minute maybe yep. and then they're done yep well, and we have, I mean, you see by trail camera videos that most interaction with the buck stick lasts between three and 15 seconds, usually. And that's a long time for a deer to stand in one place, as we all know. Right. Unless it has to do with food or water. Right. Or fear. Yeah, exactly. That locks them in place. So, yeah. So for our listeners that have never used a buckstick or have, have ne never even heard of buckstick, um, what advice can you give? Well, my, my, my biggest advice is to, uh, even if you're the world's biggest skeptic, you, you need to give it a try and at least open your mind to the fact that communication truly is the way to get deer to do what you want them to do. You, you get them talking amongst themselves and the strangers that come around and you just have to do that and trust in it because it works. There's no pictures and videos don't lie. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to fabricate a trail camera picture that the, and video that's showing the deer interacting. Um, when we went to ATA, I think I still look at this from, I think it was, what was it? Chad Little's picture of the doe actually bending the stick over and peeing on it herself. Yep. yep. That is still by far my favorite picture of yep. them using a stick. Yeah. That's honestly, that's probably, that was, that's probably in my opinion, the most profound picture that we have of interaction with the buck stick. Right. Um, it was very telling, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to, um, manipulate a picture when, when the stick is, I mean, obviously between, between her hawks and she's right in, in the position that you can tell she's peeing on it and leaving her, leaving her scent. Well, right. I mean, and let's be realistic too. I mean, you can't, it's very, very difficult and time consuming for someone to, 
mess with time and date stamps on trip. You know, nobody's going to do all that. So there's no, you can't. Right. So the truth is the truth and facts are facts and proof is proof. Right. And our proof at Buckstick gets stronger by the day with every picture and every video. Right. And the kills are mounting. How many, how many kills do you roughly, do you think that Buckstick has been a contributing factor not necessarily they killed it over the buckstick but it was either in route to the buckstick or on the way from the buckstick right um at this point martin to be real honest with you we're that i'm that i'm personally aware of we're creeping towards 30 that are directly accredited to the buckstick in one way or another right um so i you're going to, you're going to start to see, and you have started to see the po you know, they're starting to get shown now. Um, one by one, little at a time, they're coming out and you'll see more and more as the, as the days go by and the months go by. Well, I know the, the one of the, I can't remember her name, but she killed it right at, wasn't it at the ripstick? Oh yes. Um, Oh, what's her? I can't remember her name now. I'm terrible with that stuff. I am too. And I don't have that. I don't have that notebook here. <laughs> of course not. Right. It's yeah. It's at the uh, in the other room. But either way, um, she actually came upon the buck stick. Oh, you're talking about ah, I remember now. The Vandermeer deer in Illinois. Yes. Yeah. Where yes, the, her one. husband filmed at work in the rip stick, and then it went on to her, and she yes. shot it. Yeah, they set that ripstick up in the travel corridor and had that buck pattern for weeks. And then she killed him. I mean, they killed, they went in on the pattern and killed him because of it. Right. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was it's fantastic. It's a great story. Um, you know, and now when when let's say let <laughs> obviously right now the season is over. Yep. You know, you you've got back to almost the the herd mentality you know starting to group i can't talk the testosterone level has obviously dropped they're more geared up survival passing on genes um right refueling now i mean it's time to refuel right why why keep your buck stick out now well now is the time to do full herd inventory. You're going to get the bucks that come like they've, like you said, they've gone basically back to bachelor groups almost at this point. If, if you want to call it that, even at this, you know, they're all kind of just co-mingling looking for food. Nobody's in a right. big yank. Everybody wants to eat, but they still want to communicate and we still want to see who's around and you'll get pictures of your drop bucks and then you're going to get pictures of them as they develop into velvet bucks. And right. then you'll get pictures as they shed velvet. And then the cycle starts all over. So it's one of those things where that's why it's a good year-round tool. It's constantly gathering information for you. Right. You don't have to go in. Now, are they going... Uh, like the the bucks, are they going to be using 
Are they going to be using the forehead strip? No, let's say we, uh, when we actually when recommend and to those, not those, use the forehead gland uh, until we get near the normal time for deer to rub, which is September hardhorn. When they start to drop their antlers is when we figure that's what we've discovered is the best time to start using that. Because otherwise guys overuse that gland and it, and it freaks the deer out a little bit because they know it's unnatural right. to walk up to a, a rub and smell that. And there's a huge right. dump well, of forehead gland in July. And they. Right. And what's funny is you look at the pictures and you can tell it's like, it's like the little old blue haired lady in church that has put way too much perfume on in, in the church pew. You know, everybody is six feet away from her on both sides and she's the only one sitting right smack self away from the stick, but you can tell it, it gland scent is, but it's like, Ooh, that's way too much. Right. And you get well, and a lot of, and that's why I, we've, we've, I've, all of us actually have just have told people that video evidence is better than still pictures on your trail cams. If they're capable of doing videos, you should set it on video. And then that will tell you a lot about why either why your buck stick isn't working for you or why you're not getting the interaction that you think you should get, or maybe you are. And it just happens so fast and your camera can't catch it all. Because like we've just said, deer normally don't linger in one spot for more than a few seconds. Yep. They drop a little gland and they're on their way. Yep. It's like saying, hello, here I am and I'm off again. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like responding to a text message with the letter K. Right. K. And they move on. Yep. Now, um, so I, and I think the video is the way that guys and people in general will realize how deer really communicate. And it's not as in depth as they think. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of guys, a lot. Of, well, I say guys, a lot of hunters out there that, that think, you know, they're deer standing around chewing on a licking branch for hours on end and, and this and that. And, it, you know, if they're there 30 seconds, that's 30 seconds too long for a deer. Right. Well, I've got video of a, of a buck working a ripstick with a scrape and the entire sequence only took 13 seconds for the whole thing to happen and that deer to walk away from the time it walked in. It took 13 seconds. And that's making so the scrape, peeing in the scrape and that, leaving. That's work. Yep. That's working the ripstick. He worked the entire ripstick, worked the scrape, peed in the scrape, worked the ripstick some more, and then left. <laughs> and that was only 13 seconds for that entire sequence. Yeah, so that's... that's not a whole lot of time. No. Long enough to stop a deer to get killed, though. Yep. Which is what we're after in the end. Yep, and, and to provide a, a clean, humane shot. Correct. You know, I mean, it's right there for everyone, you know, inventory pattern and kill. Yep. Now, are there any stores carrying a buckstick or is it straight online consumer sales only? Right at this very moment, everything is still online. We're working on getting into the Whitetail Heaven Superstore. Okay. In Kentucky. That I 
don't know for sure if that's done yet or not. So I can't really speak on that other than I know that it's being worked on. Okay. Gotcha. And there are a few other things in the works, but other than that, just online at the moment. Okay. And as a member of MCH and as a member of the podcast, we do have a promo code for MCH listeners. So um, okay. I'll provide that at the, the end. Um, Fantastic. Is there any, anything else you want to talk about? We appreciate at Buckstick all of the support from MCH, from you and Kelly at MCH, especially and all of your admins and your members for their loyalty to the product line and the brand. Well, we appreciate the, the support from, from Buckstick for MCH because, you know, um, they were one of my first partnerships that we had. And it was because I think, you know, I don't promote anything that doesn't work for me. You know, I'm not one of those people that are going to say, oh, yeah, it's great. It's a great product. If I didn't have the proof on camera, I wasn't going to promote it. And and like we've said before, the video and pictures don't, don't lie. I mean, they're interacting with it. And within from the time I put it out the first time. And mind you, I didn't do any scent control on it. I didn't, I took it out, rubbed it, literally rubbed it all over my body. I put as much of my human scent on it as I possibly could to prove it didn't work. And I still couldn't do it. No, you, you really did fail there. (laughs) So, I mean, I have to say that was, that was probably a very, that was one of the, the most telling tests that we had too in the very in the early going i mean that look watch what this guy does he goes out and he just rubs it all over and then he sticks it out and the deer still came and interacted with it and it was funny because i went out there like i put it out at i think it was one o'clock in the afternoon on whatever day that it came in rubbed it all over my body didn't put any gloves on did did what the instructions said to do as far as the the Yes, I actually followed the instructions Um, as far as using the gland scent, left it, put a camera on it, left it. I came back the next day, like literally probably 24 hours later and checked the trail camera. And there was, I think, 30 pictures of deer interacting with it and, and video. Right. So I'm like, well, that just goes to show that I... I failed miserably. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it just, well, it just goes to show and prove that deer have to communicate, you know, and the buck stick is anatomically correct for deer to communicate with. And that's the beauty of it. And you can put it where you want it, where you need it, not necessarily where they want it or need it, but you can direct them with it to put them where you want them with it. And when you say anatomically correct, what do you mean by that? With the licking branch and the the ropes and the leaves and the rubbing the forehead strip, that that's all in a anatomically correct position and place for them to to reach it and to work it and to interact with it. Right. It, it's set up naturally the way that they always correct. The way they always interact with it. Right. And it's all, it really is. And you've seen it yourself. 
it's almost like they can't help it. They have to do it. Well, and it's funny too, because you watch them and they, they'll like sniff it <laughs> and then they'll kind of put their head down and then they, they like heads jerk back up. Like they can't help themselves. They have yeah. to do it. It's like, Ooh. it's like they have to. Yep. It's like a, a cookie that you have to take another bite of. Right. You're yeah. I see a lot of those pictures, a lot of those videos and it's the tran the, from where we were when we started to where we are now is an astronomical change. It's fan. It's been a fantastic learning experience. That's what it's taken is the learning to make it good. Yes. The product was always great. It was just us learning how to use it the right way. Right. And, and not see, we're all used to using urine, which in that aspect more is, is always better because then you get the scent out there, but with, with the glands, like we've said before, it's if you put too much on, then it's it's overpowering, and the deer are like, "This is not natural." Well, it's it's I, it truly sets off an alarm for the deer. It's a natural. They say, "Whoa!" Like you said, this ain't right. Right. Um, and that's why so little early in the year or in the off season, if you're going to go and refresh, like right now, if somebody wanted to go and do a refresh. I, I would recommend one spray of preorbital in the leaves and that's it. Yep. Just walk away. Do that and walk away. That's all you need. That's all they're going to do. Yep. Um, they never put a whole bottle of glands on where they mark <laughs> glands. Right. However, you know, that, that never happens. Right. And, and it, so, and I just, yeah, I just, that's the one thing, the overuse of the glands is the biggest hurdle we've had to overcome. Yeah. I, I, some guys, you know, have sent me messages and said, this doesn't work. And you know, you, you get the same messages and, yeah. um, I, I know you walked, uh, who was it? James Melkowski, yes. a member of MCH through what he was doing wrong. And once he figured out and, and got situated on what he was doing wrong, they had phenomenal success. Right. And that, that did dwindle for him at the, towards the end of the year. But I truly think a lot of that was to do with pressure on the property. And, and that's what I was thinking too. There, there just were no deer there to, to interact with the stick. They were gone. That's all. Right. And I'm actually speaking to James Malkowski. I'm going to go down and visit with them and go to their property with them and look it over and see, I mean, and see what they've done and what they've got going on and see if I can help them even more. See, and it looks like they have a, a great setup. But with the hunting pressure that they they have, I mean, once the deer gone, very, very, right, and it's so very very small, right. It it's going to be difficult, but well, I'm like I said, I'm going to go down and see them and check it out and see if I can help them some more. Even yeah, what does it say, Chris? Uh, what is it that Chris says? It's not a magic wand that'll bring deer around if you don't have right. any deer. <laughs> right, it, right. You can't drop it in the middle of a parking lot and expect every deer in the county to come there to it just because it's there. Right. No, you got to have deer there first to, to begin with. Correct. So correct. And there, you know, that, and that was the other thing I was going to tell you about that was with Chris, when I first started with the buck stick, I put it out in the woods thinking, okay, well, here's a trail through the woods. I'm going to put it in there. Well, I sent Chris the pictures of it and 
he immediately said, get it out of there. It looks like everything else in the woods, move it. Right. So I moved it maybe at that point, I actually had to move it a little bit of a distance. It might've been 35 yards out of the woods, right to the edge near where our blind was. And as soon as we moved it there, we had the next camera, the next card pull, we had probably 500 deer interaction pictures. Right. It was that quick. And it was at that moment that I knew, you know, that Chris had cracked the code in communication for sure. Right. It was the real thing. It was, this wasn't just some hokey bait pile kind of thing at all. You know, this was true scratch your head. Wow. Look what they're doing kind of stuff. Uh, just blew my mind. You look at some of the picture. You look at some of the pictures on um, like the website at buckstick.com and yep. you got bucks literally laying down next to the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Bedded doe, does and bucks and, you know, and they bed, they fight, they all kinds of stuff right by the sticks. Yep. The stick. Yeah. So, and we have, there are lots of pictures of that, of sparring and fighting right around the sticks. So, yeah, it's been, it's been quite an amazing journey. That's for sure. That one little fork horn that I made the mock scrape under mine, like literally took the, see, thought he was big man on campus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add or do you want to just wrap you it know, up? I think. There, the yeah. only, we've Go had ahead. quite a bit here, Martin. It sounds like we've had a pretty, it sounds like we've had a really good conversation and there's, there's got always another time we can pick up where we left off. Yeah, definitely. We can definitely do uh, another session. Maybe have Chris join us. Yeah, I, I definitely would like to do that. And so I'll, uh, I'll mention it to him. I'm sure he'd love to come on. I mean, and talk with you himself, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and I, can and you see... do a, can you do more than two guys at a time, two people at yeah, a time? Yeah, I can, I can put on, um, I can invite as many people as I want. I think it's up to five people plus myself, if I remember correctly. Oh, excellent. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. So, yeah. That'd be good. You know, so. Well, All I right, definitely I'm appreciate look... you having me on. Not a problem. I appreciate you coming on and I'm going to let you go. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good, Martin. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.